what is going on people this is elder tenshi welcome to another installment of on the brain now you know what we doing on the brain if you've been here long enough we like to talk about cartoons we like to talk about our movies and sometimes we like to talk about both in the same episode so that's exactly what i'm planning on doing but i'm not alone today in the lab we got a new buddy of mine somebody that i've just started collaborating with on his on his venture give it up for the ceo of who they want podcast llc this is dj big dog yo yo what it do bro <laughs> what's going on man glad to have you here i appreciate it it's an honor to be here nice nice before we get started let the audience know about you man what you got going on well as you mentioned the who they want podcast is wrapping up their season four that means i have over a hundred episodes in the bank at this very moment say it again, and just say it again. constantly just grinding Say it again for the people in the back. Literally, I have over 100 episodes in under a year length of time. Because you just, you just, you just going, doing shows and whatever, right? That's it. Content. Joe Rogan don't take a day off. Joe Budden doesn't take a day off. All those other podcasters out there, they're not taking days off. So why should I take a day off from content? All right. Well, speaking of content, what kind of content do we have on who they want? We have the all-purpose niche content, so every day has a different niche theme to it, and we discuss anything relevant to the listeners, you know, desired niches. So we cover them all. I love it. I love it. I've just, you know, I just started working with the team about a month or so ago, and it's been a blast. It's been a blast. Uh, you and I, you know, we can we connected through pretty much pretty much podcasting in general, but also. Mm -hmm but also nostalgia and nerdism such like this, such as this. So I felt like you were, you know, the perfect person to come on and talk about these two new uh, installments of pop culture, two that have gotten a, a little bit of controversy, but you know what, you know what, I, I honestly, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I want to, but I want to focus on what we, you know, what we liked, what we disliked and how we feel they should, you know, they should move forward, you know? So agreed. So we got Masters of the Universe Revelation. Right. On Netflix. Big ups to Kevin Smith uh, for you know for helping to write and direct this. When how did you how did you feel when they when they announced almost two and a half, almost three years ago that this was coming back? I mean, I was excited because me being a fan of it as far as culture go over the years. When you hear it come back, you'd be like, it shouldn't have never left in the first place. So mm. it was real excitement behind it. Yeah. I was like, because even though I'm, I'm, I would say I'm a He-Man fan, but I wouldn't say I'm a huge He-Man fan. Like I knew people that were like OG He-Man fans, like straight, like straight up and down, like how I feel about Power Rangers and stuff. They okay. felt about, they, they felt about He-Man. I got a, uh, I got a buddy. Matter of fact, uh, this is kind of on subject, but not on subject at the same time. Uh, a buddy of mine, she's a big fan of She-Ra, right? Mm -hmm. She-Ra, Princess of Power, He-Man's twin sister in the original continuity. She loves She-Ra. She always kind of was iffy about He-Man, but she says that She-Ra inspired her to want to become a prophet because she's, she's, very, uh, she's very into her faith. And she felt like that cartoon is what brought her to where she is today. And I'm like, 
Um, that's a first. Right. I have, I have never um I have never heard of this kind of cartoon, this action commercial bringing people to religion, <laughs> you know? But hey, work. hey, I mean, she would, you know, she already comes from that family background. This is just a, you know, this is just a put. But I felt like I had to add that in there because really like He-Man's been through a lot. Like the whole fran- the whole franchise has been through a lot. This is the what fourth attempt at bringing them back if it's the fourth on the record yeah it should be the fourth i think yeah i think so like we had the we had the og we had he-man in space in the early 2000s that didn't really pan out and then we had another uh we had another he-man show that a lot of people did enjoy i forgot what it was called but um the voice yeah. of man because Tsunami had it. I remember that. Right. Yeah. And the voice of He-Man and the other one was uh, vo- was uh, he was voiced by the original Leonardo from the uh, from the 87 TV series. Ninja Turtles. I was like, OK, that that, you know, that works out. That works out. Yeah. I can see yeah. that leadership cool voice kind of works. Yeah. And now after years, we have not only not only a revival but a continuation. Right. Like, like the way that they advertise this is if I remember correctly, they advertised it as a straight up continuation of the original show. Yes, they did. Yeah. You know, so I like that, but at the same time, knowing the original show doesn't work. I don't know. What do you like what like what like what do you think? Like I mean, if you're talking character development, I yeah. think it was a plus. Because they not only, you know, kind of put the camera angle off of He-Man for a while, but you also got to see them age, become older as far as the series go. But they age within a series was like incredible because you get to see some of your favorite people from the earlier time period, you know, become older, have children, and then they develop their heroism and heroics in it. And then you see some of your favorite villains you know, stand out more. So I think it was creative. Yeah, I, I honestly think from the uh, from the get go, like they were already you like, like it's not like it's not like they didn't tell us beforehand that this may focus a little more on one other character, right? So, right. and from here on out, full spoiler territory. We are talking. He, we are talking Masters of the Universe. First off, we gotta, we, I gotta, I gotta put that on there. Masters of the Universe Revelations Part One on Netflix. Now, first thing I, first thing I noticed besides the fact that they focused on, uh, um, on another main character, Tila, Princess Tila, I also noticed that the title of the show is Masters of the Universe. It's not He Man and the Masters of the Universe exactly right so so the fact that they did focus on another character it didn't really take away from my experience but i do feel like i i i kind of get what some fans were getting miffed about when he when he man and skeletor had that had that final you know had that what we seem to be the final fight and they both end up you know dead so it's like it, in the in the next time we see He Man or uh or the uh, you know or the or the Prince, it's all in flashbacks. Right, we did. You know, 
Um, but I think as far as writing goes, I think Tila was justified on being pissed off about her fan, you know, what, about the secrets. What do you think? Yeah, it was. And I, you got to feel a relation to it because you're like, all these years, the biggest secret ever hidden was hidden by her best friend. Right. Rather it was for protection or not, she should have had the right to decide that choice on rather it was to be protected. Because if you've seen the way Tila kicks butt in the show, I don't think it was worth keeping it hid from her. I, I think it would have been a greater asset for her. I agree. I agree. Because if you have somebody on the battlefield with you, it's not like she was, it's not like she was, say, Prince, you know, Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Who, you know, only gets, you know, only gets in bouts when she has her own game or in Smash Brothers or something. But usually it's not, it, it's not one of those typical hero saves the princess. No, the princess is right there, right there, right there fighting alongside you. Right. Like, that, that is that she was basically he man's like right hand. So why not give you know, why not devote the, the secret? You know, you had all the you had all these years, all these fights, all these like life or de- life or death situations in the even in this magical world of uh, <laughs> Eternia. But yo, it's like, why the heck not? I don't understand. I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking I'm kind of starting to get a little eh about secret identities now. You know? Yeah, because I think if you develop this trust, like this stone cold, you know, you can torture me all you want. I'm not coming up off this. If we got that level of trust, I feel like I should be able to know that you got an alter ego in this world, you know, that's out there doing good and justice. But I think I deserve the right to know. That's even like, you know, and I think that's what's becoming behind this new era of heroism. And now is secrets. Some secrets are meant to be kept and some is like, OK, you didn't held this in long enough. I think you can tell me the truth that I want to know why you disappear every time your phone rings or, a, you know, there's a lightning storm, something like you should give me some sort of indication that that's right. you. Right. I mean, like, okay, uh, like prime example, Superman, people, people always ask, so how is it that they can't tell that Superman is Clark Kent until you realize that Clark Kent is not only putting glasses on, he's also, he's, his, he also is his own like character, like his demeanor is different. The way he walks and talks is different. So he True. has to keep up that act. Whereas Prince Adam slash He-Man, it's all because of the power of the of you know of the sword. Like it, but but it's not like it's not like they're alter egos to the point where, um, like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde thing. If it was that, if it was that case, or a Bruce Banner Hulk thing, where they were literally not the same person. Right, two different you know, entities. Maybe it'd be a, maybe it'd be a little different because you know how Hulk. X versus Bruce versus Bruce Banner. When 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 one is the other, they can remember the other thing, but they're not the same person. Right? Exactly. So maybe with so maybe with that with that in mind, and the fact that this is a new era, they should have take they they should have said at some point, yeah. Uh, that is, we have something that we have something to tell you. That is that is He Man, the person that you've been that the person that you've been. Uh, 
been uh, fighting, fighting with and fighting for basically your entire life um, is your best friend. Right. And then you got to think about the correlations of her different relationships she's developed for both characters. Right. You know, knowing Adam forever and then knowing He-Man along the battlefield era was like, you developed like, like you used the metaphor for Clark Kent and Superman. Like yep. you develop this heroism in you. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, I've been out here Googled eyes over He-Man and Prince Adam and didn't even know they both two in the same or one in the same. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Now, I don't remember how their relationship was in the original show. Was there any kind of romantic tension? I don't know, neither. I can't really base it off that. But just based off, you know, certain episodes with the flashbacks and the things that they would go on for the years of battle, it probably was something there. I feel like she developed something there. I think if Adam had that macho-ness that He-Man had, yeah. She would lean more towards Prince Adam. I just think He-Man had this certain confidence swag that just had her enticed so much. Probably, yeah, probably. Like when you when 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 a leader is confident, more people want to follow them. Right. And you have a and, and but he wasn't Adam wasn't Adam, even as He-Man wasn't really like cocky. He just looked the part, you know? So I think that's I think that's what it was because because in the eighties in the eighties we were all about action heroes we were all we were all about your your Rambo your Termin your 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 Terminator your Rock you know Rocky even though Rocky was the underdog everybody had a I'm even putting the Karate Kid in there we we loved action movies action adventure movies and what and what did they and what did they do they just made stuff to reflect that did we need a uh did we need terminator toys no it wasn't it was it wasn't geared towards kids but it was geared towards kids right think about it did we did we need robocop toys no does that make any sense no yes we did because i i always wanted one of those (laughs) and could never get a robocop action figure no matter how many christmas wish lists he was put on he was hot commodity you know the funny you know the funny thing though they're bringing that back in video game form you might have a chance exactly but that new world and it's gonna be like a whole open world yeah that's gonna be dope when it does drop yeah with all these with all these reboots and remakes plus the toy lines you may be able to get the toys you weren't able to get back in back when you were a kid i can i can do that i'm definitely game yeah, and with but with He Man, but with He Man today, definitely like I think Tila Tila, I liked her as a character. Um, I do like the new person that they had that they had like her her you know her sidekick, you know, right. And they do make it a point to make this more of a of a diverse cast, and uh, I have to, and really. I, I respect that. I respect that, you know, and not everybody looks the same as far as as far as body type. I re, you know I respect that. Well, everybody was complaining about those small details, which do matter to a certain extent. But I wasn't like all up on it. Like he man's not in this and blah blah blah. blah. I'm like he'll show up again. Just give him you know give him some time. Let's see where this. But just as you pointed out with the revelations part, and then 
like you pointed out to me in conversation, the key point was it was called Masters of the Universe. It never, you know, hinted at He-Man all around. It was basically talking about the universe that involves He-Man, which you learn to discover the truth behind Grayskull, Eternia's truth. You get all those things that they kept hitting for so many years, it finally opens the door, and you get to see full potential. Like, you get to see Man in Arms really get to be Man of Arms, like, throughout the series. You get to see the battle of good versus evil and the ultimate end result. You get to see Oracle, you you get to see Oracle get his, like, get his flowers. Like, exactly. He's one of my favorite characters in that series just because of he reminds me of me in a sense. <laughs> did, did they have to give him a tragic backstory, though? I mean, what what wouldn't make a great, you know, wizard great if he didn't have being the weakest link in his clan, being the one that won't work the hardest? Every, you know, what makes a hero great shouldn't be the fact that he's a star athlete. No. It's the fact that he put in the hard work, the dedication. And he's willing to make the ultimate sacrifice to protect those he loves. That's the real hero in the show. Yeah, I said that, it here first. That right there described him to a T, because that's what—that's everything that he did. Honestly, I would have liked a whole—I would have liked a, a flashback episode for that story that he was saying, but it wasn't. Ju- but it wasn't just him. We got to know Evil Lynn as well. This was. This is like those. Those. I wouldn't say rare, but those moments where where the enemy and the the, the enemies have to have to have a temporary truce because it's like, listen, this is affecting all of us, right? So let's try and figure out what we can do to stop to to stop it. And the enemy of my enemy is my friend. My friend. So it's 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 good to it's good to see that they did go well, you know, they did go along with it, even with the time that they were you know they had. Um, because time was very limited. Like these episodes are like 20, you know, 20 minutes a piece. And you can only tell some, and if you do it right, you can tell a lot of story. But I, I feel like if I had like one more episode or something, maybe. I would have been good. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the dynamic between Skeletor, Evil Lynn, and the rest of, the, and the rest of those goons. Okay. Like, Okay. This was all a. This really was that. Like Skeletor, Skeletor is one. Is Skeletor is one thing, and he's a lot more menacing this time around because of freaking Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Did oh. that not give y'all the darkness, the <laughs> maniacal? Like you got such a legendary voice. Like this guy played the '90s Joker in yes. Batman animated series, yes. and. You know, a couple what about a year or so he played the new age child's play Chucky. Yeah. Voice. So you're talking about a master voiceman here, voicing one of history animation's most diabolical villains. Yeah. So he did him justice. There was no there there was no goofiness in his performance at all. Like every time you I know. see every time I, I see Skeletor though, I see a grown diesel baby, right? And because because of the you know because just just because of the comedy of it his mannerism this one no he was a power he he was a he, he was a Power Ranger villain like he was yeah like a New Age Lord Zed I yes. agree 
because he had his goals in line. He knew what he wanted. And then he realized, okay, I spent so many years of making this mistake, that mistake. Now I'm just going straight for the jackpot. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we learn, and like you said, we learn more about the history of, of Castle Grayskull and Eternia and the fact that everybody was keeping secrets. Like that, everybody, everybody was keeping secrets. It wasn't just He Man keeping the secret from Tila or anything. No, the entire their their entire world was built on lies. Lies. So it's it. Oh, does that not sound familiar? You know what? Never mind. Never mind. You know right. where I was going. I ain't gonna go there. Exactly. Nope. Not but that you you Wanted to. It's not that true. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But, but with Tila, with with Tila, fi- you know, figuring out that she is a, you know, that, you know, she what, you know, she was she loves her she loves her friend, but she didn't feel like after finding out that he was that he was he man that she could, you know, live up to that. And along with you know along with the this adventure, we get to see how things are changing without magic. Without ma- without magic, uh, tech starts taking over. Modernized, it did, and which was uh, my favorite scene, though. Honestly, was that 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 what that episode with the um with with the uh, the the what, what what was their what was what was their uh, group called? Like the religious set? Who was that? What were they called again? I forgot the motherboard. I forgot motherboard. The motherboard, like the like. Whole thing was following the mother. I'm like, hold on, what is this, Doctor Who? I've you got to see every '90s series in that moment kind of come into play. Like yeah. it took me back to that X Men episode when they was being attacked by that virus alien and wanted to make everything computerized, mm-hmm. and that's what they were doing. They would take people as sacrifices and you know make them half man, half machine. It is like what? What you know? You know? You, you want to be subjected to being you know, to being sick? They're thinking that that machines are the next evolution of mm. of human beings, and there are some out there who legitimately uh, who legitimately want that. Like um, there was a uh, there. I, I read an article about this young genius. He was about eleven years old. He's about to go to college. His goal is to be able to replace his body parts with mechanical parts. Like if he ever needed to, just be able to just replace them. Right? Yeah, I sound like I need to meet him. And honestly, I'm, as long as you're not completely replacing everything, like it's, it's like if it's just limbs, you know, and hopefully one day we get functioning organs, because heck, people can use those. Um, I, I'm down. I'm down for that. But if you're trying to just turn us all into Cybermen, that's a different. You know, that's a different story. But it's you know that that's that's his dream. And as somebody with a disability, both of us could could uh, definitely. But you know, they'll charge us an arm and a leg even with insurance. But uh, it's okay. I've always called it the RoboCop law. Don't worry, we'll fix you up. <laughs> we'll fix you up. We have the technology. <laughs> But okay, so so we got th- this 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 season. They're calling it parts. I kind of dislike it when when um when YouTube does that. Um, mm-hmm. 
but it's only confusing for me because I'm used to calling things seasons or in some cases like um in the uk they say series right so i'm used to that but when they say part one part two like how long is this going to be exactly give us an end a start and an end date so we can be on track with what's going on yeah like to me you missed the first episode you missed everything leading towards the end right because this is a show with a linear storyline that actually goes somewhere. The original one, it was all episodic. Right. Right. And that's and that's one thing that's a big that's a big change, especially with um, especially with shows that have revivals. A lot of them have storylines that lead to something. You have to follow it from beginning to end. And there and you know, in some you know, in some new shows, they act like they're episodic, right? Like, exactly. like, perfect example would be Steven Universe. If Steven Steven Universe started out in it with like very episodic in nature, right? And then right. then later on, it just got darker, and things started to connect. Like, I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting this when I first started watching when that joint first came out. I was like, okay, this looks nice. This looks cool. I love the animation. I love the music. The soundtrack is dope, you know? But then I was like, oh, okay. Um, Was not expecting this or that or this or that. What are you doing to me? You know? It's drawing you in more and more. So that's how they get you. They done found their market now. And And they look at the ratings that jump up and they go, keep it going. Keep it going. Just Just do exactly that. Just, just do exactly that. But I think with He-Man, I think with He-Man, because He-Man has such a following, you know, and a lot of us are, you know, adults, and a lot of us may or may not have kids who want to share this with our kids, right? Like, right. the kid, the, the, I, w- I want to hear it from somebody's perspective who is, like, new to this, who didn't know about He-Man at all prior to it. Right. You know, because you know how, how we can get, we can get kind of protective. We can, we can get very protective towards the things that we grew up on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you know you have that mindset of everything got to stay original. Does it need a right. sequel? Does it need a continuation? It was fine as it was. But look at the Revelation series. It gave you the background on He-Man. It yeah. showed you what the swords represented. Yep. And how the power, it, you know what I'm saying? You didn't just learn it was a sword that he held up in the air and go by the power of grace. Go like you actually got to see what gave the sword its uniqueness and its strength to create E-Man. And it didn't, and it didn't just come back together once they found both parts of the sword. They actually had to go through literal heaven and hell in their, Literally. In their <laughs> universe to get both halves of the sword. And right. and we got to see one of like like we got to see a whole bunch of of um like warriors prior to He Man like we got to, we they, they made some extra lore up in here I'm like okay I don't remember them ever because it's been a while since I've seen the you know since I've seen the original series I don't remember them ever talking about the other of uh, you know wielders of the of the sword of power so, right. So to see it and to hear a little bit about what they, you know, what, what they're, what they were like originally, it's like, okay, 
you saw a couple of you you saw some some story strands that may may have needed some explaining and you explained it and it yep. made and it made sense you know Agreed. you know granted i do feel bad for them because they're dead but at the same time they they're like okay this is how we were when we were alive now that we you know after after growing up a little bit and then dying we realize that we're doing a lot better here than we were back and i'm like this is uh that's um it's kind of deep for uh that that that, that's that's kind of deep for this type of show it is and then then if you get to the conclusion where skeletor makes his return and you realize now they switch the the narrative instead of seeing the good guys with the power you get to see it because Skeletor's power. He gets, he gets his wish. He gets his wish. He gets to hold the power sword and say the words, and we actually get to see him change. Exactly. Like, this is a Power Ranger story. This is like, th this is like when Rita would win or Zed would win. And they would sell, and they would celebrate. The Zords would end up, you know, would end up malfunctioning or blowing yeah. up, or the and and they would be like, okay, let's do a victory lap. We have, you know, the world. The world is ours. This is, you know, this is that. And I know it predates, it predates it. And these and stories like this have been told forever. But it's like right. when you, but we've been waiting thirty plus years for for this one in particular, like. Like, because every other, you know, because every other uh, um, He-Man iteration, they started from square one and made their own lore for that show, right? Right, they did. And here you have the task of picking up where the last show left off. Exactly. And it was beautiful. You get to I, see, I see everybody's side stories combined mm -hmm. to one big chapter. Yeah. I say, honestly this was a good show and for those who are complaining you have your rights to complain and and this is why i i feel like they almost made them you know they almost kind of uh kind of wrote themselves into a uh into a corner by saying that this is going to pick up from the original show because right. then you have those high expectations right yeah those exactly. high expectations if we weren't the like 80s to 90 to 90s kids you know long time watchers of this stuff we're very nostalgic we're like we we are we are especially 90s kids we are very nostalgic you know so when we when when they say they're gonna bring back something it's like is it going to be the same? No, I don't think we should expect it to be the same because time has changed. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. So I think that's what I think that's what people are holding on to. Obviously, it's like this isn't like how I remembered it. I, I'd say go back and watch it and see, like, is it how you remembered it, or is that just going to ruin the whole thing for you? Because, like I said. I haven't watched the entire show. I have watched some, you know, I've, I've gone back and watched some episodes. Um, <laughs> I, and um, when when the Shira show, um, when, when the Shira Netflix show ended up, um, you know, and when that came out, I was excited for that. 
because it was something new. They said that no, this is you know this is gonna be its own thing. It's not picking up from you know from um, you know from He-Man or the original source material or anything like that. We're going to take bits and pieces, but we're only but we're gonna make our own lore. Now my biggest thing was because I was waiting, I was waiting about five about four and a half seasons. The junk lasted four five seasons uh, for He-Man to at least be mentioned or show up right okay he doesn't at all in in the in the entirety of the show there's no mention there's mentions of gray skull right. as like for the adaptation of the sword and everything but there's no and, and there's mention of eternia and the fact that uh that adora is from another dimension you know but no mention of her having a brother no uh mention of other warriors outside of who she knows not not nothing it's all its own thing and no. And while that is that that show was dope, I don't care what nobody like. I don't care what nobody said. That that entire that entire show was dope. It had a few had a few issues with it, looking at it from another lens. But it's like, nah, man, this is exact. They they set out what they wanted to do when they did it, and they were exactly. unapologetic about it. So well, shout out to Netflix for recreating our childhood heroes and then revamping them and then giving them a totally different outcome. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that and that's and that's a dream. That was dream work. That was DreamWorks that did that one. And I gotta give I gotta give it up to them because as far as as far as cartoons go, they've really been stepping up their game. Like they brought okay. us the they brought us the the revived Voltron series. They another dope show. Yeah, which like say what you want about the last season. The rest of it was like honestly, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, they brought us the the How to Train Your Dragon series of shows, the um, the um, Kung Fu Panda series. Shout out to DreamWorks, exactly. They're working hard. They're working, and they and they're making all these stuff for you know, and they're making all this stuff for uh, like for Netflix and other and other uh, platforms. It's like okay, don't sleep on DreamWorks. They do have some good. They do have some good stuff in their pocket. It ain't all about. It's not all about Disney. You know, yeah, you know, no people that was no shot take Disney, but no, no shot, no shot. We just saying, I watch, <laughs> I watch both. I ain't one or the other, you know. There you go. Yeah, but um, aside from all that, what would you give part one of the show, or do you think it's fair to rate it right now because that's only part one? I definitely give it an eight out of ten. Hmm. I think that. Honestly, I, I I think that's I think that's fair. The anim the animation itself is solid. The story the the story um you know it has a very it, it's easy to follow. The characters mm -hmm. that did not have much of development, even Krenger. Um, the characters that didn't have much of development the first time around get their own time to shine. Exactly. And that, you know, and that includes the bad guys. Like honestly, I, I felt for uh, you know for uh, Evil Lynn. I really did. Um, yeah, you do because it changed the perspective. You get to discover she technically wouldn't be considered evil. She's more like a neutral character. Yeah. But then she got tied up with again the wrong crew. I guess you could say, you know, other influences. Exactly. But she was dope. I actually like seeing her age in the show as well yeah it was a um you know it was a very uh 
like I wouldn't say it was that wild, but there were things that were that were like, man, this is kind of an emotional roller coaster for one character. But what about the but what about the rest? You know? Exactly. You know, because even their, you know, their friends and leaders, they they're they're going and have to be revived. So they have no choice but to, you know, but to swallow their pride and work with people they'd rather not be around. So it's it's exactly so these yeah. men were nothing but the truth. Yeah. So I honestly, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'd probably give it about a seven and a half. Um, okay. Yeah. To be fair, I'd probably give, I'd probably give like a seven and a half until I see part two. Until I see part two and we do not know how long this is going to be. Right. At least yeah. I don't. Maybe you yeah. have other information currently. I have no idea how long this. I don't know neither because with them in the process of bringing he-man his own ventures i don't know you know what i'm saying what would be the correlations are they going to separate branches now what are they going to really do i don't know you you okay since we're on the topic why are they doing a second he-man show i i don't even know be honest i don't know Man, and then i don't even think it's going to be the same it, you it know format like, no. i think they're going with some sort of digital new digital design or new yeah. animation design it i don't think even it's look like be... it's the same it doesn't look like it's the same story it looks like they 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 de-aged everyone everyone looks a little younger like okay okay muppet babies baby looney tunes uh, Flintstones kids. What's one thing that they all have in common? They were, they they were they brought them back the youth. They just turned them. They just turned them into babies and or or younger kids and just had adventures off that way. Same. I think this is the same kind of format with with He Man because this one seems a little bit more comical. All right. Yeah. Well, sorry Netflix, but I don't think I'm looking forward to that one. I mean, when I saw it, like I only happened to see it because. Phone notifications always going off. New, exactly. I, get a, I get a I get a Netflix notification that uh we have another He-Man show coming up. CGI He-Man. They had just dropped the trailer. I'm like, and I looked at the trailer. I'm like, but y'all just dropped this. Right. Why, why 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 do you have this one that looks like it's a a bit more kid friendly? I guess. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? I don't know if I'm gonna review it, but I'll probably give it a shot when it comes out in September. At, at least I'll be there for it. Yeah, at least the first, at least the first couple episodes. Let me, let me gotcha. just. I'll, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. If they, if they're gonna, if they're gonna revive My Little Pony for the umpteenth time, but at least, at least, but at least with that. They waited until the other show ended. <laughs> Thank you. Give us time to enjoy one thing before you. Oh, here, here. Take this show. And then you up there trying to be like, ah, I like this one, but I like the, the, the like. I would say right now, I'm a Revelation fan just because I like everything that's happened so far in part one. Right, right. So yeah, well, you know, let us know what you think of revelation of, of uh, masters of the universe revelations were you like you know were, were you excited for it at first and then were you on the were you on that 
that wagon of people that were like, you know, they don't like Kevin Smith stuff anymore. <laughs> like, you're like, hey, let's just wait till part two, people. Can we do? Can we do that? And we'll be back. For, and we'll be back to review part two. You down for that? Of course. Yeah, man. Let's do it. But in the meantime, in the meantime, oh, let's. Woo. All right. It is time to go to the DC universe and talk about the Suicide Squad. I had to put emphasis on the the because they did. They like James Gunn let you know this is the Suicide Squad. Either way, it's still confusing. It's 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 still confusing because it's right next to Suicide Squad, right? Right. But what? But whatever, whatever. So so what did you? So going into it, man, what did you think? Were you a fan of the first of the first uh, Suicide Squad film? I did enjoy the first one, but again, like not getting full development. You'd be like, okay, it was dope seeing comic book characters come to the big screen. It was super dope and. Deadshot ultimately was my favorite. Just pointing that out. Not just because Will Smith characterized him, but Deadshot was pretty cool. Yeah. This new one, this new one just trumped everything they tried to do with the first one. I feel like this was like a revamping of now we can give you more fun. And then you see characters evolutionize and become so incredible. Like it was amazing to me. I, um, we're going to go into spoiler territory with this one, too. Um, first off, there is no other Amanda Waller. Okay. She, I can't see anybody else playing playing her. That's, that's, that's number one. I cannot see anybody as ruthless. I cannot some, see somebody as cold. I cannot. I cannot. At least. Nah, replacing her to lead, to put together, nah. Can't nah. nobody handle that pressure. No. No, she had everybody already, else was selfish. Right. She had already done it once. Okay. And they kind of mentioned that this kind of connects to last time. But I'm going to, it didn't really feel like it did, to be honest. Nah, I think it gave it a whole new. It, world. It, it felt like they gave it a whole new coat of paint. Um, And Harley Quinn, for the most part, because that, fir- that first scene, that first scene was brutal. It like, like the body count alone in this film, I think, rivals the last. Um, exactly, because you actually get to see bloodshed. Like, oh yeah, because you just see you no know, just head popping and none of that. You get to see straight up blood. Well, yeah, they let they this one's rated this one's rated R, and they and they they went they went for it. They went for they it. Did. They that that that's it's uh. But that first team, though, like they punked us, man. Like, like that 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 first team. Was it's, a disappointment. It, like, what what the heck? It starts out with starts out with Savant getting out getting getting out of his uh, little box, and we get to know his powers and everything. I'm kind of glad they didn't go with the trading card stats thing that they did last time. Like. Okay, here's what here we ain't got no time. Let's just just you know let's just explain a little bit of what, what they do, and the rest of them will will slap a card on there, like right. 
yeah, th- this th- this one I feel like they took their, they took their time explaining, even though they didn't really need to because they knew within like the first 10, 15 minutes half the half the cast is gonna be dead anyway. So, but Captain Boomerang again, Captain Boom, and then when you see how Harley Quinn acknowledge him as he's about to die, basically points kind of a reference to. She worked with him kind of in the other suicide squad, kind of. Because he because he did say when they got on the plane, like, Carlos, what you doing back in jail? Uh, Well, like, yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, are they referencing the first one or and I, and I think I think I'm only thinking that because they haven't officially said yay or nay on the on how this connects to anything yet. And it, it really mm-hmm. I, at this point, I don't think it matters because we're about to get a new Batman and stuff anyway. And they're still working on a. They're still working on the Flash movie, so I, I think I think at this point, um, this you know this part of the this part of the universe may just as may as well just be its own thing. Um, but Idris Elba, mm. Idris Elba, what is it with him playing bad guys? Does it not fit him though? That it just it works though. But but that that conversation he had with his daughter. It was greedy. It was tough. It was dark. He basically but, said he didn't want her. I mean, but I think at that time, as a father that's incarcerated, you gotta look at it from that standpoint, or maybe he did it to protect her. Maybe to make her dislike that lifestyle that she was so engaged with. So by basically saying, look, go and do your own thing, fly your own direction. Don't become me, become better than me. It's the way he probably referenced it. That was uh, interesting because he did, you know, because he did say that his, the like, the, the mom sprung it on him. And when she did say that she stole, he was like, so why were you alone? That, that like, but exactly. that. I was like, okay, is that just his criminal mindset? He can't think of anything else to say. Like, she's even saying, you're telling me, you're telling me to go out and steal. You you just told me in jail. In jail. Now, realistically, I don't know if it would have gone to out gone out like that because he was being very loud. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was being very loud. Everybody could hear him. I don't think realistically it would go down exactly like that because you Oh could- nah, because them guards would have been in okay times up. We're gonna take him back. No, let's go. They would not have let him have that long of a conversation. If you're telling your teenage daughter, right, to steal, who's already got a record, so it, yeah, it wouldn't have gone. It wouldn't have gone out that. But that was cold, though, bro. That was so cold. Like, I. But he. But he was believable. Okay. Let's not forget John Cena as the peacemaker. John Cena as peacekeeper. Peacekeeper's twisted. Keeper, I'm talking about peacemaker. <laughs> peacemaker, look, peacemaker is twisted. I didn't know much about peacemaker until that or freaking polka dot man. Polka dot man was probably one of the most interesting, uh, interestingly disturbed new characters that I was. That I would love to see for the development with his own solo movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but peacemaker. His whole thing is, I want peace no matter how much, how long, you know, what I got to do to get it by mm. any means, ne- by any means necessary. You even said, I don't care if I got to murder women and children in order to get 
the Peace, which is a totally different from the Scarface rule I would use when Tony Montana would be like, we do anything but the women and the children. That was like a code of honor for the thieves. Yeah, it is just I, there. What what honor is there? He he just seems like he he just what what is his version of peace? Kill everything and be the last one standing. Because I don't get what his it, it had to be that. I don't get what he was thinking with the I don't care who I have to kill in order to get the peace that I want. That includes kids. What the heck did the kids do? The kids haven't been corrupted by life yet. What unless unless they have? Do you know what everyone? I don't know, but it's like that 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 statement right there is like that left a bad taste of them. But you get to see him be a double agent though. Yeah. Like you get to see him, you know, you respect him, you watched him bond with the rest of the crew, and then you get towards the end of the film and he goes, Oh, I'm doing what Amanda initially sent me to do that lets you know how far she would go you know what i'm saying like you're already dealing with a bunch of crooks anyway but i'm gonna take one crook that kind of got a little justice system to his mind mm-hmm. and be like i need you to go clean up everything that they're gonna go screw up anyway <laughs> it's uh it's it's like like i said when amanda waller in either versions was just ruthless which was just completely like she's threatening she she's threatening blood sports 16 year old kid she's like look if you don't do this she could end up in jail she could end up in jail and if she and because she's 16 she could be tried as an adult you know what they'll probably do to her in here so knows how to go straight for the heart Mm. to get people to do what she wants them to do I, 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 like, I know this is a character, but how can anybody be that cold? You know? And you're right. And you got to look at the, them using the animation version of her and then the reality version of her was like, she's still ruthless. I don't care how you put yeah. her on no, the no, screen. No matter what version it is, that's the way she is. Her personality is ruthless. No, like, no, no exceptions. And it makes you be like, out of all the characters to hate in a movie, like, I love Viola Davis. I love her acting. Yes. But when she gets put in a villainous role like that, you're like, I can't stand her. <laughs> but you know what? That's a good thing. So you're kind of rooting for the bad guy to be a good <laughs> guy. Like, exactly. Like, you played that character to the T so well, which is like how everybody would feel about Danny Glover after, you know, the color purple and all his strength. Dude, movie. I can't you just watch, look at him. watch that movie. Like, I, I have to wait between years to watch that movie because he was too good. See what I'm saying? Like, when a character can develop a role too iconic, that's scary. Or Again, like, Heath Ledger, when he played the Joker in Dark Knight from a different series of Batman, mm-hmm. he played it so iconic. They said, I remember hearing interviews, they'd be like, he was so into the character as a method actor, he'd be offset and still carry the Joker traits. And people thought that that's what killed him. Like after he, after he, he, you know, he died. People were saying that he was working too hard on the dark, on the dark night as the Joker. That that's what. I'm like, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but man, he he, he did take his role very, uh, very seriously. He did, um, bro. 
you know, or somebody does such a good job, like like on Game of Thrones, the girl playing uh, Cersei. She, uh, according to what I heard, people wouldn't even let her. Like she would, she, she would come go out of her house and walk down the street somewhere. Somebody would recognize her, and they just start going like she was like she was the you know actual character. Like no, that's a, just the character I play. Not people couldn't separate the character from the person. And you can't, and it'd be like that with, because I'm like that with certain actors. I don't care what other movies I see you in. Like Tom Hanks will forever be like Forrest Gump to me. <laughs> He's an incredible actor. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And you know he voices in the Toy Story series. And then you go, I still wouldn't call him Woody. I honestly just be like, Hey, what's up, Forrest? <laughs> because he was so good in Forrest. And like, be honest, how many times have you seen Forrest Gump? It's got to be over a thousand at this point in my life. Like, yep. I've, it's honestly my favorite movie just because as a person with disability, you'd be like, I relate to him. I relate to these circumstances. I re relate to the romantic issues he was having. You just correlate with so much what scares you. Like, man, I don't want to grow up being like Forrest. <laughs> Eventually, on one of my other podcasts that I do, because, you know, we talk about we talk about disability and mental health a lot. I think i want to talk about representation representation and when it comes to movies and, and when it comes to movies and tv because now we're getting more and more uh we people are. with different abilities in that space in the lot in the limelight just being just being themselves or just playing characters who just happen to be different i want to get more people's opinion on that but yep yeah nope. that's on my other podcast a for abled you can find that on all podcast platforms just like on on, on the brain ent and just like who they want entertainment um so all right now polka dot man is a very interesting case um because according to his backstory he was someone that was his mom experimented on him and his siblings because mm -hmm. because they wanted she wanted to turn them into superheroes. She worked at Star Labs, which was which is a prominent place in the DC universe, as you know, right? Right. Mentioned, you know, that gets mentioned throughout shows. So it's like, you know, where, like, what, like, really, like, you want to turn your kids into into superheroes so bad that you're willing to basically give up their life he has a trans-dimensional disease when i first saw the the advertisement for polka dot man because i wasn't that versed in that part of the dc uh lore i was like right where does this guy what um what 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 is the deal with this guy because it seems like he seems like one of those characters that they might have come up with on a whim just as a joke you know and I think that's exactly how it was. You know, you put him as just this rinky-dink comic book character, but then you see them develop more over the years of their usage or try to bring them back and back and forth. And then finally, it's like, hmm, let's bring the most oddball villain uh, character into this movie that would just fit this role. And whoever would have fit that than Polka Dot Man? I know it's so un it's so unexpected, but but at the same time, this is James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Before, before this, he was he was he was doing stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, 
now people want Groot in their life. They they want uh, Rocket Raccoon, and you know, in their life, that's become a, a talk a talking raccoon that loves guns and stealing and stuff, and a talking tree are now part of regular pop culture. Literally, isn't that super dope now? Yes, yes, and I and I, I could not be I could not be happier, could not be happier. Um, but once again, he took obscure characters because that you know because that wasn't the first lineup, and it was a you know, it was a lineup of characters that not that many people were aware of unless you were like uh, un- unless you were in the know already. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And Can I you imagine what it would have been like if Condiment Man, uh, Condiment King would have had that Condiment role. King. If- Condiment King got a mention in the and in, in was shown in freaking uh what was it Lego Batman? You see what I'm saying? But was, it would have not been the same. In they the put everybody part. in there because they knew that they wanted to go goofy with it, but at the same time, it made you think. Like some of these characters hadn't been seen in for or at, on screen at all, and now they have like Lego iterations, and that movie was so dope. That movie was so dope. Um, they got a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the Lego movie was a surprise. Lego Batman just just blew everybody out, out of the water. And then you got the sequel. It's like so so going completely off the rails with it works. It you does. know? It is being imaginative and going off the rails with it works. Polka Dot Man was a surprise hit for me. Um because of his because of his abilities, but also his um, you know, his uh like his ment his mental illness, obviously. Like Yeah. You know, thick minded. He was. Yeah, it but uh, can you blame him? Nah, not at all. No, no. Wanting to kill his mother, I, I'd be worried about. But the thing is, like, you know, I we we understand what made him that way. You know? Exactly. There was actually a reason. I was expecting the weasel to have more of a, you know, part. <laughs> but just because I've seen what James Gunn did with Rocket Raccoon. But then you get his crackheaded cousin, Weasel. <laughs> right. Right. But Weasel was it was in uh distraction team A. <laughs> so so <laughs> so you thinking that he's pretty much dead. And I was like, and then you're shocked because he became so heartwarming just because he was the oddball. Yeah. And then you watch him die, not even 30 minutes in the movie. No. And you go, that's it. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And then we get the, and I don't want to say the real movie, but exactly. I, but, but it rolls. Yeah. It rolls all the way. Cause if you notice, it was still the same movie. She just went like team B came in with team A failed that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I just and, and the like it's seeing is seeing how these characters interact. Like I like um, what, what, uh, what, 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 what was what was her name? The rat rat catcher, too. Yeah. Rat catcher. Yeah. She was the I think she was the heart. I think she seemed like she was the heart of the team. I can see that because she had humanity. Yes. Her dad, because of her love for her dad. Yes. She had a human side to her that just overshadowed what she would ultimately use the villain side for. And really, like, 
The ability to communicate with rats may seem like a weird ability, but I know plenty of people mm. who would disagree. They, 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 they are terrified, terrified of rats, cats, snakes, absolutely terrified. If they right. saw that a person could control them and actually communicate with them, if they saw her having a conversation with her, you know, with her little rat homie that was that was uh, you know hanging out with her the whole the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie. The you feel me? That's loyalty. He had a part in the movie. He wasn't just a sidekick. He actually had a part. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but it was be- it was beautiful. It was disturbing because those CGI rats did look really realistic, you know. But then you got to look at. Ildris Elba's blood sport character having the fear that he had of rats. Yeah. You go, then it, then it, that brought some human qualities in the movie, though. Yeah, exactly. When you find out why, it's like, okay, no wonder you're so screwed up when it comes to your daughter. Exactly. Who had you, you had no positive role models in your life. So no wonder you. You know, no one, no wonder you're so freaked out about rats, and no wonder you don't trust other people. I mean, come on, you know. I agree with you, bro. Yeah, it's 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 sometimes like sometimes, and I think it's because we're analytical people. We you you look at it like a character study. Like, what are they trying to say about life? You know. Exactly, and like, that's the my take on movies. Period would be like. What kind of real world, you know, observation can I get out of watching it? Yeah, and watching and that, I got a lot. Like, same. I'm yeah. still like, if I had to give it the good, the glory for it, like that movie would get a nine out of ten, regardless mm. of how other critics might feel, just because of representation was awesome. Mm. And Harley Quinn melts your heart with her, like, just her being her. Right. Like. They put on a whole rescue mission to go rescue her, and she frees herself just to go, oh, I can go back in and lock myself back up if you still want to rescue me. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, speaking of Harley Quinn, now, I wanted to, like, I'm glad that we waited to talk about Harley Quinn because Harley Quinn's heart in this movie felt like its own story within the story. Yeah. You know, it felt like her own solo adventure for a while. Like, after she survived um, the, you know, the, the slaughtering of the rest of her uh, teammates, you know, it, it she, she was solo dolo for a while, right? So, she was. And, and we're seeing, like, we're seeing, like, oh, meanwhile, here's Harley Quinn. Oh, here's what's happening here. What's, what's happening here? The effects, the, the little word font effects that were happening throughout the movie to show you what was happening when and where it was like okay that's a nice little um it's nice, uh, nice little it trick did. it did it gave you good narrations and kind of put the movie in chapters yeah it, it really did yeah it really did and uh harley quinn this is her post joker basically being basically being um well kind of free of his influence right right Right. So, and I hadn't seen up up until this point. I have not seen Birds of Prey. So, 
I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that this, you know, a lot of a lot of this awakening for her happened probably during that time because she mentioned while she was, you know, having her little, uh, you know, her little date with the ruler of that country who basically wanted her as his wife, but also didn't mind killing a few, you know, women, children just to get his way. And she follows that up with boom. Oh, wait, no red flag. Nope, you dead. And she did it so smooth and so classy without any like, but I loved it that I gotta say, that was my favorite scene because you gotta think about women out there that probably have been through so much of that in the real world. What she was like, eh, I know we probably could have been, we could have been the perfect couple, but I got so many trust issues right now. You was going to hurt me without knowing you was going to hurt me. So I'm going to go ahead and stop this. Like, she was aware of her own toxic traits so strongly yep. Yep. that she was like, nah, bro. I done gave a maniac my heart, and look what he made me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, when you have been around so many toxic men or or have the, or have the, the, the type of taste of men that I do, you kind of learn to see the, after a while, you learn to see the red flags. She promised herself if she saw any red flags, Hmm. I killed. That's what kill and she says it. She says it right there, right after like, she pops him right, right, right in the chest. Like, but, but, but then they follow that up with, I didn't know that gun had a bullet. <laughs> she didn't know there was anything in the gun. <laughs> she just car. So it was kind of cartoonish because right. You <laughs> and that's what you expect. All right, like you need that serious comedy, but like. I can be a goofball, but I'm gonna protect me at all costs. Yeah, yeah. And it it, but you know what? It makes it makes sense. It makes sense. Like, heart like Harley maybe off her rocker, but she's still mm-hmm. very smart. Like people forget that she was a psychiatrist. True, very true. You know, psychiatrist, and one of her. One, one of her cases was the Joker. Like, this is explored uh, a little more in, like, Batman and the animated series when, you know, because that's where she was introduced. This was explored in the... If you haven't seen the Harley Quinn show, like the Harley Quinn animated show, highly recommend it. It's hilarious. It's dark. It's ridiculous. We've done, uh, we've done a review of seasons one and two on um on the brain before definitely check it out um but they explore that the the fact that she's not only uh joker's girlfriend she's not only you know uh you know like a psychopath she's also a former uh a former uh psychiatrist exactly and she still has the brain of one she can analyze the heck out of anybody I wish they would have um, done that a little more in this, but there's other, you know, but there's other Suicide Squad properties that have done that, like, um, you know, Batman Assault on Arkham. That was essentially right. a, uh, um, that was essentially a, a Suicide Squad animated film, and then you got the second right. one, and it's like, you, you know, I think people forget how smart she actually is. Exactly, and explaining it to my nephews when she was going through a torture scene was like. You got to think about it. Joker put her through everything yeah. to make her tough. So yep. even though she was feeling that pain, 
her yeah. brain was able to like ha, you know keep it in rainbows and sunshine like it juiced yeah. her up when they think it, it was taking her out where it was like okay now i'm gonna kill you as soon as i get my you know your back turned basically i got you over here singing a song getting shocked by a wand that scene was so humanizing and then it was like oh snap she's free oh yeah just like that oh let's not forget she also has she's also a gymnast so so when the uh so when she snapped the dude's neck with her thighs i'm like okay first first off um part of me was like um i don't know how to feel about this to be 100 honest with you i never want anybody to actually do that to me but i was like huh Ah, you get what I'm saying? We'll discuss that on who they want. We did, yeah, we did. Um, but I was like, I kind of knew it was, I kind of knew it was coming in a way because, it, you know, they didn't like they did it a little more in Suicide Squad one where you saw her like her her gymnastics prowess and stuff like that. I was like, is she gonna do anything like that to get out of there? And she did, and then went out guns blazing. Exactly. Quite literally. And oh, it it's uh and one thing I and, and one thing I absolutely love that I cracked on the other movie about me and my me and my brother were constantly going back and forth in the theater. Um, we're like, yo, that song doesn't fit. That song doesn't fit. This song doesn't fit. This song doesn't fit. These are all hot songs, but it's like they just chose them at random and just put them in scenes. This the, the, this time around, the music the music like cues were very subtle. Mm-hmm. wasn't constantly bombarding you with music heck the the um somebody had pointed out that um suicide the suicide squad the first one they got you in with the you know with the ads they got you with the um you know with with the songs you know yeah. when you first hear when you first hear that queen song it's like they got you with bohemian rhapsody right away it's like oh i gotta i gotta see this Right. This right. one, they really only got you with like a featurette and a couple songs, but it really didn't, it wasn't like a constant, uh, you know, a constant list of, 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 uh, you know, of somebody's Spotify list or something, you know? Exactly. Like there weren't it was like right at the right cues and the right scene. Right. And it. they actually fit with what was that, what was going on. So, right. And so in, in that point, I'd give it, I'd probably give it an A for the soundtrack. Um, I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it an A for the soundtrack, even though I did like Suicide, you know, like the, the, the first Suicide Squad soundtrack. None of the none of the music actually fit the mood. Just and, and they just put something together. It's like yeah. this will make you really into the movie if we put a bunch of big names on the soundtrack. Yeah, like we got a whole license. We got we got all these licenses to use these songs. We paid for them. We might as well use them all. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but, I, but, I, but honestly, like I feel, I feel. No, actually, I don't feel bad that this got a dip in the ratings after you know it like it it pretty much bombed in the you know in the theaters, and only reason why I don't feel bad that it bombed in the theaters, is because HBO kind of put that on themselves. Plus, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. 
And see, I think they need to take note of that when it comes to producing movies in a pandemic. Like, you expecting to see total blockbuster sales when everybody's trying to stay home and stay alive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like we're in a different time now. Like, what would what went down with Disney with the whole thing with Scarlett with Scarlett Johansson? They they, they I'm like give the girl her money. You promised her exclusive theater rights, but because we couldn't get everybody in the theater, you feel like she's not entitled to at least something. At least that's to, you know that that's just from that's my. That's true. That's true. You know how are that you? That is true. If you were going to, if you were going to number one, just put it in the you know do the whole theater plus thing. First off, your premium access makes no sense. How do you expect us to pay more? For the movie, for the movie that we're seeing at home versus seeing it in theaters, right? You know, and then, uh, and then with the whole like Scarlett Johansson thing, like, you, you know, you guys should have drawn up another contract. We were at home for a year. Could have drawn up another contract, negotiated another, another, you know, another uh, contract with her. Let her know that okay, we can't do exclusive rights anymore because this is what we are doing. But nah, it just made it seem even more weedy than you already are. I'm sorry. Um, and, you're and, right. I agree with you though. That's yeah. And that would have been commendable and maybe she would have had more respect as she exited out of the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what I'm like that's what I'm saying. Like the movie was already in the can after you know after two years. Nobody expected the pandemic. We get it. But that doesn't mean, you know, with with, with everything changing around you, you gotta you gotta be willing to change too. Like you know, with in in HBO, what did Warner Brothers what Warner Brothers do with the movies? They just put them all on their on their streaming platform, and didn't tell the companies. They didn't uh-huh. tell the studios. So no, so once again, lack of communication, kind of like what um what uh DreamWorks did with um with um Trolls Two after the pandemic hit. Trolls 2, they were originally supposed to put it in theaters. They were trying to put it in theaters and they are like, you know what, let's just drop it online for everybody to see. And they made money. They dropped it on on demand. But it still made money. It was like $25 a pop. Right? Exactly. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. We didn't know that the pandemic was coming. I'll give you that. We didn't have any any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of uh, alternatives in place, any kind of plans in place. For the entertainment industry, but now, you know, now now it's getting into a point where people are going back to theaters, but some places are thinking about shutting down again. So, what are you going to do? I hope they just make their mind up too, though, and just go ahead and do a complete shutdown. Like, like this, this just stop the from happening because you spoke it on the Who They Want podcast. Not to take away from the show, real quick. Yeah, go ahead, go but ahead. But you were saying like, I feel like a shutdown, total shutdown again, would be enough to leave get everything back, you know, at least back out the red zone. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that, like, I'm not at all saying that this is going to be gone just because all of us stay in the house. Not, exactly. trying, to, not trying to say that. What I, am try- what I am trying to say is I'd rather be, you know, I'd rather be protected, you know, vaccine or not. Because that's only, because while that may be good, that's only temporary. You're going to treat it like you would the, you know, the, the flu shot when this stuff is taking people out left and right. Exactly. You know, true. But, that's very true. You know, but that's either you know, but that's either here and we're there. But I'm just saying, like at the at the rate that we're going, 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, HBO, they were, you know, people were mad about, you know, people were mad about like Warner Brothers, like dropping off everything. And then next thing you know, they didn't make the money they thought they were going to make with Suicide Squad. I could be wrong, but I think a lot of that is pan- as is the pandemic and the fact that we've been through this already. Exactly. We we we've been we've been through this already. It's not and not like, to mention we're in a new that new age era where streaming, you know, with these fire sticks and all these other multiple devices, facts would yep. kill your you know your profit too. When people were like, "Hey, I can skip the formalities and go to X Y Z and still watch." Yep, that's you know, that's that's it. Like I I pay for I I pay for HBO Max. I like I like my HBO Max because they do have some good content. They they got some really good content. The only thing I'm a little uh the only thing I'm a little upset about is when they put out the like the DC animated um, superhero films, and I still gotta wait months for it to be on the platform. <laughs> you know, like I, when D- I feel you. You know when DC Universe was a thing when their short lived DC exclusive streaming service was a thing. Um, they had this deal where they would put a new a new animated film on their platform after they put it out digitally for everyone else, like on on demand and stuff like that. So we'd have to wait until the physical copy came out in order for them to put it on the uh, on the digital platform. Right. But now that DC Universe is no longer a thing, as far as stream as as far as streaming content is concerned, it's just a comic portal now. Um, they, I still gotta wait to watch like the like the new JSA movie. Like there's 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 a dope few movies come you know that are out right now that have only been out for a few months that I want to see, you know. Right. <laughs> but just gonna have to wait. Just gonna have to wait. Um, but I definitely would probably would probably say, yeah, go out see su- the Suicide Squad or watch it or watch it on HBO Max. Pop, pop some, you know, pop some popcorn and watch uh, and watch some more uh, developed characters. Like you get, I, I give it up to everybody in the in the in this cast. Um, I believe this may be uh, Margot Robbie's last time as Harley Quinn. I could be wrong. Um, um, I think so. I think some reports just said said she was cool with playing Harley a little longer. Is she okay? Because last I thing I so. heard, this might have been her last. Well, cool. Okay, I think she's you know I think she's doing a good job as Harley. I don't always think she can keep the accent, but I think she's getting better. True, it develops her more. Yeah, yeah. But then I have we'll to see. My, huh? I said, well, we'll see as far as her character going. If she exits, it'd be like cool. She gave you some good runs, but. If she's not seeing longevity behind the character, or maybe it's mental messing with her mental health, like I can understand that too. Maybe. I mean, last time I checked, she's getting ready to do a Barbie movie. Oh, it's not a way to change the scene. <laughs> I mean, live action Barbie. Yeah, they better not make that a movie. It. it they it, better not. Please tell me that's not a movie in development. It is. That's gonna be terrible. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry, little girls of the world that's fans of Barbie and Mattel. I didn't mean to downplay y'all, but okay. Hey, hey, hey! Look, look, okay. look! After all these toys that have that you know, toy toys, even 
Even freaking Battleship got a movie. It was a terrible movie. But But it was the movie nonetheless. (laughs) Trial and error. Trial and error. Barbie. Barbie. Mm -mm. Barbie, She got a bunch of animated films and she's doing her thing on YouTube. So. I would prefer you keep it in the animated world. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's going to be a little. mm, I'm just saying, as a guy, you know, you're going to look for those perverted scenes of her and Ken alone in the dream house doing something you normally wouldn't see her do. Oh, and they ain't gonna no, they gonna exactly. So a PG thirteen Barbie. Well, kudos to that. I think it's a P I think it might be PG. I don't think it's gonna be PG thirteen with Barbie. But, so, but what the heck does PG thirteen mean anymore? Half the times when I'm watching the PG thirteen film, it, it it feels like R. The only thing that doesn't it now worse than got so usage now. Like, like the only yeah. thing, yeah, the only thing that's different is you don't hear the F word as much because that's what makes it the PG-13. You don't hear the F word as much, and there's like either very little or no nudity whatsoever. Yeah, it can be. Or, or, and, and, and little blood. Like, very little blood. But other than that, it, it feels the same. Right. But, yeah, man. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad that you were, you know, able to... Uh, Come and talk to me and nerd out about these two, you know, about these two properties here. I had a good time. Um, definitely got to have you back. Um, you got definitely got to have have you back here again. You know what I'm saying? Anytime, bro. You you know me. I'm open door policy for it. Nice, nice. So before we uh, before we ended, you got one. You got something you want to plug? Hey, I just want to give you a shout out for being an incredible host, having an incredible podcast network. Keep doing your thing. Keep believing in yourself. Shout out to Who They Want Entertainment LLC, and I'll see you back on our show. <laughs> oh, most definitely. So everybody, everybody out here who's you know who's just fanning out with us, we want to thank thank you for coming back to listening to a new episode of On the Brain. Definitely check out Who They Want Entertainment LLC. All links to everything that they do will be in the description of this episode, and we will catch you on the late on the next episode of On the Brain. Peace, love, and never be normal. Ah, dope. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's how I do my thing.